Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Premier Group Podcast, episode number 108. Today there's a sense of mourning as Tipperary exited the All-Ireland Championships at our, at the hands of our old foes Galway, making it three defeats, three championship defeats in a row against Galway. Some of the lads here last week were in buoyant mood, predicting all sorts of win for Tipperary. Colin, I'm going to go to you first to pick over the bones of this narrow two point defeat. I suppose one twenty to one eighteen, but some people are saying that it felt like a much heavier defeat. Yeah, Kevin, I think one of the first things somebody somebody said to me after the game was that it was a two-point hammer, and I thought it summed it up. I thought it summed it up very well, to be honest with you. I mean, look, I've said before on here, and you know, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, maybe, but when Tip lose a championship game, it's like a death. You know, it's it's taken very bad. And you see on social media, on our own Premier View and everything like that this week, that the amount of comment on the game has been incredible. I think if we'd won the game, you wouldn't have had half to talk about the game, but that's that's the way it goes, I suppose. It was it was a strange kind of a game. Like, look, first of all, look, Galway were better than us on the day. We've no complaints about that. I thought they were a lot more than their two points win in margin better than us. The tone was set very early from, in, in the game for me. You know, right from the throw in, I think it was Connor Stakeland missed missed an early pick up, fumbled. Galway got it into their hands and drove on from there with it. Um, and actually, looking back on the game, the first twenty minutes we, we weren't too bad. Neither team was setting the world on fire, but then. It was kind of between the tw- around the 25th minute up to about 10 minutes into the second half. We really lost our way. You know, we, we gave we, we, we some terrible wides, some strange decision making. Let's put it like that. And then Galway got a goal that was coming from a long way out. Reece Shelley had made two great saves in the first half. And then there was, you know, a, Carl Barrett made a mistake initially for the goal. And then Michael Breen compounded the error. And then Galway were in and... To be fair to the lads, like they did come back, we 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 came back. We were only a it's a testament, I think, to 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 the spirit in the team and to maybe maybe to some of Galway's inadequacies that you know people seem to want to forget in their glee of tip losing at the weekend. But I mean, as it, like 
Galway were only a point up heading down the stretch. Like they couldn't put us away. And even the fact that we had a free in the end, which we, nothing came out of. But I mean, if we'd managed to manufacture a goal out of that, we'd won the, we'd, we'd have won the game. So look, it, it's as I said, it's it's very very disappointing when we lose a game. I'm not going to come on here and say anything else. You know, talk about anything else. It is very very disappointing. There's a few things, and I know Stephen and Sean will probably take take up on this in a few minutes. Just you know, a couple of things that really need to be mentioned. I suppose first of all, our tactics, particularly in the first in the first half, and I think it didn't change a whole lot in the second half either. This aimless high balls that were being driven into a forward line that were heavily outnumbered at the back. I couldn't for the life of me, understand why a change wasn't made quicker there. Um, it was very frustrating to see the ball tailing out wide over the end line, or even at best that, you know, I said to me, uncle beside me, there was 60, 40, 70, 30 balls going into our forward line. I just think that's that, that's not giving our forwards a chance. The second thing, I suppose, was the puck out strategy. And I know, Kevin, we've spoken about this on the podcast before. We identified it after the Waterford game as a, a kind of a strange means of, of 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 restarting and I thought it was you know again I thought it was crazy to be giving up the puck out you know Galway had very often two men back free or two men free receiving the puck out they were able to build the ball, bring, bring the ball up to the 65 almost unchallenged and, and launch attacks so I thought I thought that was very strange whether or not we, we were so afraid that we were going to concede goals whether or not we just don't trust our full back line and we have to set men back I'm I'm not sure but it's not a tactic that I like. It's not a tactic I'm comfortable with. I don't think the players are comfortable with it. Some of the decision-making in the second half was a bit strange as well. We looked very programmed when there wasn't somebody coming off the off the shoulder. We seemed to panic in possession. A couple of times I was screaming that like there was a shot on from you know, 65, 70 yards out. Inter-county hurlers popped those balls over the bar. And when the lads didn't have someone coming off the shoulder to give the hand pass to, they seemed to freeze. So, you know, I, I could... Talk about some of the stuff all night. I don't want to. Like the, the lads will have plenty more intelligent things to, than, than I will to say about it. But they're just some of the thoughts that have been flooding through my head since since Saturday, Kevin. Yeah, and I suppose you mentioned the word freeze there, and I think is that the best way I've seen our first half performance likened to the I suppose the no show against Waterford and Sean. Like you know, I suppose we never really got out of the traps. I know we went. I think we went three points each early days, but then Galway took over, like, and it was just seemed the whole malaise, and it's the second time that that's happened in Championship this year, like, it's um, it's just hard one to put your finger on why exactly it happens, and I suppose, like, why we, why were we so poor overall on Saturday? Yeah, it was that kind of frustrating, that was, I think we call it, I call them unforced errors, simple errors, like, they look like a team going out first time together there at times, there's players getting the ball Heading towards goal and no right to even go for goal. The time did it shame it in the second half. Kind of lit. It looked like they didn't know what to do with it at the time. Looked lost, got done for over carrying. But it was just frustrating to watch. And still, it was a two point game. This is where I can fathom, like you see in the paper there, to humiliate. Last bite, last puck, and the last puck in, nothing came because Tip looked like Some of the game didn't that last free in. Yeah, like you brought on Jack Ryan there to win and the ball, like big lad inside. But like, Came and nothing any of that then that's another story. But like these lads we mentioned that's when we say that we need a Jake Jake step up and Mark Yo like and like but then was the ball going in high the shame in the first half. I was sitting just behind, say, near the Mackey stand there and like Gro Connor was warming up there most of the game. Lads. I like I thought Shane was off early, stayed on, thought he's off again, stayed on. Like I don't know whether moves are made fast enough, whether the players that they get touched and they got back into the game, the I think the game is still there to win and will will win win it away easy. But 
Like, this frustrating, this anger and more than that, I think, just losing by that was a nine points. On the fours, the predictor, Sean, I suppose all hindsight is 2020, but we did flag it up on the preview pod as, as well as with some dodgy predictions that we probably saw all saw Shamey as a finisher. We didn't like using the term sober that, but um, you know, I don't think that worked in there. Yeah, well, like you kind of switched it up then quickly. You got one ball there in the corner and went to goals. You just switched up and go with it, take bring on Joe O'Connor, change your game plan, you know, hit the ball low into Mark Yo and Jake, let them take the ball on. Like we had nine or ten points scored after about 50 minutes, is it? Like, like that yeah, was, seven and a half time. I think that was, I looked up the scoreboard and it was just, I was kind of wondering what's going on. And like, hats off to Shelley and Gold, that's what, like his saves there. Like, I don't want to see Gold make saves these days, but by God, he made them saves. Like, his third save was just phenomenal. Like, the, like, the forward can't miss them. Just each, like, if I had the golly man, I'd be seeking how the fuck he missed them, like, you know. Um, so he gave his life him. It was frustrating. Like, in the backs, like, rolling for the hit world, the ball, again, like, even in the second half, he cleared one, didn't he? And, like, he kind of won a free off it, did we? But, like, it still, there was no kind of drive from the backs or the crowd. Everyone was, Tiff fans just seen kind of subdued and shocked. Like, there was no kind of, both even got the goal, which annoyed me, got the goal, and, like, all they do it wanted after that. Like, they I, were I, think, I, I think, though, Sean, to be fair to, to the fans, like, there was a big tip crowd there, right? That's the yeah. first thing I say. And, like, when the goal went in, there, there was a huge, like, there, there was a fucking almost primeval scream from the fans at that yeah, stage. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? That they were so desperate for the team to get going. Like, and then I know, I, I need to interrupt, and I know what you're going to say. The next play, then, you know, we needed to get a point off the next play or win the or ball. We gave up the most yeah. softest shagging score that we could have, like, and it completely took the momentum out of the goal. You know, so. Like I, I agree with you. Like it was so stop start, never got going. I look. I was must have looked at the scoreboard at the same time as you did after fifty minutes. Ten points up there, as Kevin said, seven points scored at half time. Like, you know, for for a lot for all our faults down the years, we're a lot flipping better than seven points at half time and ten points after fifty minutes. You know, so a, a still in with a chance at that. Still in with a chance. Yeah, <laughs> you can see the frustration from you both. I think because if you came came in here like last Friday and said, right, all we're going to score one twenty. You would have taken your hand, you know, to hold for tip to hold Galway to 120 or that, like, oh, you know, just turn up anyway. And we have this. And Stephen, I just bring you in, like, it's just, I suppose that's where a lot of the frustration is coming from. Cause, you know, I I don't think Galway are that good. I, I fancy Limer to go out and beat them handsomely, like. Yeah, yeah, like this could be caught on the podcast next week. Be careful there. <laughs> Link that there in the edit, lads. Hopefully, there. Are we getting permission? <laughs> Yeah, it is extremely frustrating and we're we're hearing a lot of how bad Tip were and look, they were terrible. But the frustrating part about the whole lot is as terrible as we were, we could have robbed a win there. You know, like with a bit more cut, with a bit more belief, we could have robbed a win as bad as we were. And that's the frustrating thing. It's a what if. Could you imagine coming from the year we've had last year to now be getting ready for a, an All-Ireland semi-final. We just didn't turn up with the day. And I'm reading a lot of comments on, on Premier View, and it seems to be, if one side of the divide, they want to blame the players. The other side of the divide, they want to blame the manager, the managers. And I, I think it's much more than that. I think, obviously, it's a collective because it's a team. You know what I mean? I think Liam got a few things wrong. Players got a few things wrong. Like, no matter what the manager does on a training field, no matter what tactics he take out, he can't control 
if a player fumbles a ball or if if a player picks the wrong option, you know, we we seem to hit the same sort of white throughout the game. You know, big long hail mary that tailed off with the wind. You know, we never readjusted ourselves. Um, every everything from the get go, like we're in an All Ireland quarter final, and there was no, it didn't look like there was any passion, any fire. Didn't look like we we're ready for row. You know, I, I'd, I'd, as as confident as I was going into the game, I really thought we'd perform. But after the game and when you watch the game and you witness it in front of you, you'd be thinking to yourselves, if a small row broke out, would the tip lads get involved? Because we were so soft at the weekend. There was, like, compared to the... Even we, we thought, like, we... We we thought it wouldn't happen, wasn't it? It was just so flat. Yeah, and he said not to let them their half back and clear a ball in. So many in there could have, could have picked me out and stand the point time. You know, you know it's not and, and, and that's the frustrating bit as well. Then when it came comes to the tactics, like we talk about tactics and look, you have to have a plan B, and there has to be a certain amount, a certain element of your own your own discussion within the team of you know. Like Connor Wheel and what do we do with him and you know what do we do with the delivery in? But first and foremost, we have to figure out our game plan, which I thought up up until the end, the final whistle of the Limerick game, I thought we were after coming on a great game plan, a great tactic, because we worked the ball brilliantly through the lines under immense pressure, especially against Limerick. And I thought, you know what, we can play hurling at the highest level, at the highest intensity. And we 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 know what we're doing. Against Watford, we completely moved away from that. I, I'm not even going to count the Offaly game. They're crap. And against Galway, we were nowhere to be seen from what the, from all the stuff we were building throughout the year. And that's the frustrating bit. We we seem to totally, totally revolve our game plan around what Galway are going to do when it should be the opposite way. We should have one or two things in place for them. But first and foremost, we put our stamp on the game. We drive that home, and if we have to revert to Plan B, then we revert to Plan B. But you know, it it, it was such a disappointing day all around. Management got it wrong, players got it wrong, and you know, it, I'm trying to figure out, trying to you know, you put your finger on what what happened, why it happened, why lads were picked, and you know, just just this, this shamey example. We we said it beforehand that he probably won't start Road O'Connor come in there and start like. But the reaction of all the rest of them, I won't say I'd give Noel and Shamey a free pass and, and Bonaman or Bonaman playing, but these lads have carried away weight responsibility for Tipperary for so long and they've been doing it, doing it, doing it. The next group of players, are they mentally ready to, to do what they did against Limerick every single game? There was an All-Ireland semi-final at stake and mentally we never turned up. Now, we can talk about tactics. We can talk about, you know, a little fumble, you know, but the bread and butter of working your socks off, what made Bonamar so great was just wasn't there. Just was nowhere to be seen from anyone. And that's, you know, that 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 stung, you know, and I think going forward, I, I suppose we talk about Bonamar and the strengths he brings to us. Maybe now we have to t- stop Maybe maybe now we can't tolerate. We have to stop tolerating lads who are great hurlers but not great workers. You know, because if you're not going to work like we seen last last Saturday, then you're not going to win a game. Your talent will never come out on top of 
you know if you're going to, if you're going to let other people do the work you know and it's it's such a frustrating day because we could have won we could have been preparing for an all Ireland semi-final while playing bad if we turned up for 10 minutes you know and that's that's the frustrating part of it all but even like was it, was it a case of going into Galway like I'm trying to think like we lost in Scotland and Waterford we're probably we're favourites both in games weren't like probably against Clare Lim and Cork he would have been not fair to the Mookas I presume so like was there different thinking going in like I know we were always comfortable but even like was it kind of a case what well, just the plan will work that would be you know not kind of you're probably forward. right Sean because there's like I, I don't want to be throwing any club teams under the bus here now but there's plenty of club teams in Tipperary who cannot handle the pressure of being favourites we've seen them many times down the years you know mm. some teams that turn up against just let's say for instance SARS they turn up they might turn over a great SARS team and they go out the very next day and 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 fold. You know, it, it's true all the grades. You know, you see teams, look, my own club have struggled at times for being favourites. You know, sometimes we revel in this underdog siege mentality crap that we need everyone else thinking that the other team is way better and then we put in performance. But, like, when, when are you going to have the arrogance and the belief that, we're the best team and we're going to perform. Yeah. You know, yeah. like did, given know, everyone else the favourites tag is, I, I I think it's a bullshit part of sport. Like and one thing I love about American sports is they all think they're the best and they say it. Whereas we're afraid to open our mountain to GA because that'll be up in the dressing room wall. You know, that's a lot of yeah. Yeah. I I'd love to move away from that mentality. Do you think that's and look, I, I don't believe this for a second, but it's one of the excuses or whatever. Like do you think that some of the heart from the Waterford game was diluted by, you know, it was let out almost anopheli. And then it was just like that weak time to get to get down after that game and to get up again, like, you know, for another game was a bit too soon. I I, I, I couldn't agree because I, I don't know. I, I just can't understand. I, I don't think you'd be mentally or physically tired coming off an Offaly game um, into an All-Ireland quarterfinal. I, I, I wouldn't you know, I just think, I think we 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 just we wasn't we wasn't we're not mentally strong enough yet. There's there's a lot of fellas there that that will could could well get there, but are not ready for the weight of the Tipperary jersey. You know, and and they're talented individuals, talented hurlers, but the responsibility of rolling up the sleeves and working hard when the when when things are going against you, that's you know that's the hardest part of sport. It's easy to be great when you're on top, but when you're in the muck, that's when that's when leadership comes through. And I think their over reliance on the older fellas was really shown. The older fellas' leadership was really shown uh, at the weekend. Just uh, looking at the team here, and I suppose you're trying to come up with some positives from it. And you could say like six of those players are essentially in their first championship season, full season, like or even seven. So. It's a lesson that needs to be learned in that regards. As, as that I'm looking at here, I think I'm right with this that none of Tiff's full forward line scored, which is a bit of luck. You know, when was the last time in Championship Championship hurling that that happened? But, um, you know, I think particularly like the inexperience really came through there, didn't it? Because didn't know how to cause the spark. And I think it was Noel in one of the earlier games caused the little rail, was one of the league matches, wasn't it, against Waterford? When yeah. Waterford were getting on top, he just had the cuteness to. Okay, start a little row, you know, and kind of settling down a bit. 
Yeah, the start of the game was it no one had one or two so. wides that he usually was it two or three wides even that usually pop over you know like so like he really pops no rarely yeah, if he pops no rarely days like you know kind of off yeah. things didn't go away like that ball Shane McCallan got like pop over the bar take or score back in Teddy Square you know like there's like small things looking back if we drill down that game like that just kind of kept going but didn't they never we never got over them like they kind of got worse throughout the game plans Danger, I suppose, lads, is Galway could look back at the game as well and say that they left about 3-7 or 3-8. Oh, yeah. yeah, do, do, do you know, yeah. I, and I don't disagree with that that Sean or Stephen are saying on that. Like, you know, like, I have it that... 18 you know, wides, column. 18 wides. 18 wides, exactly, Kevin. And, and like, I, you know, we could, talk, we could talk for the night here about, you know, Shamey's missed goal chance. Tynan went through with a ball, should have passed it across, didn't, got dispossessed. Um, he had another shot in the second half wide when a point was on. Like you can go through that stuff all night because it's it's in our minds because as as tip supporters we'll concentrate on that. But like we can't move away from the fact that Galway left as much behind as as, as we did. And just on your own point, Kevin, I have it at seven lads major championship debut this year. I, I, I'm thinking Shelley, Tynan, Omara, Connolly, O'Connor, Johnny Ryan, Shawnee Ryan. And even for Michael Breen, it was a new position for him in Intercounty Hurling. So if you want to talk about positives, there is a few positives there. But like for me, it's just, it was just a really almost tame way to go out with the championship. Like, and I think Sean said it there that that free at the end kind of encapsulated everything. Like, you know, long ball driven down into the full forward line. Galway man goes up, doesn't even win the ball cleanly. Ball comes down, and still no tip man around him to go and get, and get that ball. It was it was just so disappointing. Compared that to Kenny, like the ball they launched and got the goal. They were ha- hassing the golly backs, you know. They were just all over them, like, you know. And eventually won the ball and got the goal. Like there's none of that, like it's a clear clearance. It's probably ten and five, got it pretty double amount of men in the box there, like, you know. Yeah. It was never think, on then, like. I think as well, like, and again, you know, people are gonna say that I'm looking for excuses and I'm not. I'm just trying to be bloody realistic about this. Like Carl Barrett was injured in the lead up to the game. You know, had probably his poorest game in a tip jersey that I can remember on Saturday night. Okay. Ford has been, you know, out for a while as well, came back against Offaly, but, you know, has been injured, has probably missed missed a bit. You know, didn't affect the game the way we would have liked. Um, there was somebody else as well in my mind as well who was only back and, and I didn't think had a great had, had a great out on Saturday. It's gone for me now, but there was somebody else there as well who, who, I, who I just thought didn't look as good as normal. You know, so I think long-winded way of saying as usual injuries have probably caught up with us a little bit and when you looked at the bench lads I don't know about you guys but when I was looking there in the start of the second half who can change this around nobody was jumping out at me like I just wasn't sure about any of them that were coming in and Connor Ball guy who I've talked up on the pod a bit, a bit this year came in didn't really make much of an impact either you know which was disappointing now, I know John McGrath got the goal but you know, a couple of times I saw John going for the ball. He just doesn't have the pace for it, lads. You know, I, I, I just think, you know, we just have to move on for that. And in fairness to Cal, Cal is very honest afterwards, I thought, in his interviews. I think he accepts that he's going to have to really put his own stamp on this team now. And he's going to have to go to the club championship and find a few new players. You know, he's going to have to learn. I think management will have to learn from this year as well because they've made mistakes. You know, and I'm not here, like, who the hell am I at the end of the day? You know, like to be criticising Liam Cal, but at the end of the day, I think we have to be honest and say that there was mistakes made through, throughout the year, and particularly in in, in the in the Watford game, and more specifically on Saturday night. When, as the lads have alluded to earlier on, like it was an All Ireland quarter final, everything was on the line. You know, everything was on the line. Can management and players look each? 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Brother in the eye and say that they, you know, if they could replay that game again, I think they would. And they do things a lot differently. Absolutely. And I suppose, you're like, is it a, Stephen, is it a glass half full year for you? Uh, do you know, like, let's let's park the disappointment of 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 um the Galway game. I said after I said before the Water game for game that if we went out, remember we were on about if we didn't win by a certain amount and the other game was a draw. I said it would have been an unmitigating disaster. We went out in a whimper against Galway, and you know as frustrating as that is, but I would be going forward. I I absolutely would be t- uh, a glass half full, you know. Regarding the season that went that that went by, I think we showed tenfold improvement on last year. You know, as, as I mentioned to her earlier, up until the final whistle of the Limerick game, we had developed a style of play and execute. We're executing it perfectly for the most part. You know, so I, 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 I I'm disappointed we moved away from that. You know, but it showed us that our lads can play hurling with the very best of them. And at the at the very highest intense level, um, we have, as was mentioned earlier, Ree Shelley. We've all known about Ree Shelley now with a while. You know his distribution was top class. Um, did he have what it take then between the be be a, a game changer between the posts? He very nearly went, was for us this uh, on Saturday. You know he's he he kept us alive for a long time in that game. You know he the, he brilliant brilliant um. Uh, first season for him, we can say. I don't I like. I I think he, he's a, been a brilliant debut season for him. Um, we we have we have Brian O'Mara hurling now. We were trying to get, temporarily trying to get Brian O'Mara hurling the last few years, and we have yeah. he's on board, and he's a fantastic hurler. You know, another that the the other lads then on Colney first right good year under his belt. Uh, same with Johnny Ryan, right good year. Now Johnny Ryan, um, came on the other day and he was he did very well. You know, he he's showing up like big time, you know, and he's going to put push. He's going to be great addition going forward. Um, I thought I thought Michael Breen did okay in his first year in fullback. I I I I couldn't see too much fault in him. I know we were a little bit porous early doors in the in the um in the championship, but where well, I see a lot of arguments there is, but we didn't beat Cork, we didn't beat Limerick, and we were lucky to beat Clare. Well, you compare it to last year, we didn't beat Kerry. We didn't beat any of them teams. They all beat us. We went down to Clare and beat Clare. You can dress it up any way you want. We put the pressure on their goalie and he 
he buckled. You know, we went down to to to, to Parky Cueve. We went down there. We were a little bit open. We we didn't lose. You know, Limerick came to town. They had a purple patch in the second half there that would have blown most teams away. We didn't lose. You know, so there's a marked improvement on last year. And there is an there, aside from the dis, uh, disappointment of the Galway game. We should we should be looking forward to next year with a little bit more um confidence, even even after the Galway game. I think we can look forward to next year with a little bit more confidence in this team going forward. Yes, well, sure. look, that's where we are. Since we're outside the top four at the moment, we're top yeah. six, kind of like you know we're outside the Limerick, Galway, Kilkenny, and Clare would probably be ahead of us. I know take your points even that clear beat us but probably Tip and Cork sitting outside that top four for me anyway what do you think yeah and on the day like nothing could change but like because Stevens are there like players we got in this year like like had Tynan and Stake on middle of field run about lads we need workhorse on the middle of field earlier on the year like they've sat in so lads are sat in positions that are going to be young they're young like this thing like they're not they've as many years of shame and no one needs us to put in ahead of them like so that's one thing great and like we just got to look the intensity of the last Limerick game like in that Stevenson second half there and even the last few minutes to drive on and the cleverness to win the ball and win a free like that just didn't happen in Limerick last weekend whatever why but we know it's in them like that's in them players like that that is there like so like I just want to get out months this year and like it's just the way we lost I think was nine lot of us if we went down in the cracker to go like 230 to 231 geez so be it no they went down and did it just the manner of defeat but you have to say, like, lads going, I couldn't beat Limerick or Cork. But, like, a draw, they didn't beat us either. It's have to kind of yeah, look at yeah. some possibilities, too. Like, Cork are sitting there home going, what the fuck now? Like, Cork. But that's Cork. Why didn't he beat us? Like, even playing Galway, they're thinking, well, we would have bet that Galway team. But he didn't get a chance to beat him because he couldn't beat us. So, like, have to kind of take positive. Like, Hal, like, as he said afterwards, he was, he knew we were poor, but he just looked forward to positives again. Like, seeing what's out there. He has to go into the club now and find more lads. And, like, he did find lads he brought me in. I do say Shelley would probably be number one. Try Breen and consistent Breen. That's what I like about him. Kind of put in Breen and just went to it. And that was it. Like if we'd run in there, like in our marrow, you're losing the half back line. So kind of you're drop you're kind of losing the players there. But have to be positive and like we have to go and it's what shoes there for next year. That's over the winter now. A couple of changes like in senior personnel. I'm thinking about yeah. someone run the road since 2010 and before. Even 2016, the backbone of that team. I mean, that's eight years ago next summer. Mm. Yeah, the, average four, age, like. the average age of the team, I think, is 26 at the moment. And to be honest with you, like, you know, and, and OTB or whoever can play this if they want. I have no problem exiting the championship in Liam Cal's first year at this stage, as long as there's enough there to give us hope for the next couple of years going forward. So we have to look and see what is there. And I suppose the positives would be that, and like we said this on the pod over and over again, the new players got plenty of experience into them. They got plenty of Munster Championship matches into them. You know, they've suffered the pain of defeat. And sometimes you've got to do that. And you come back and you're stronger out of that. As the boys have said, we have a keeper. Like O'Connor has come in. Tynan's come in. Jake Morris has improved a lot. O'Mara has come in. Ryan has come in. You know, Connor Stakelham has come in. He was the other chap I was thinking, trying to think of there a few minutes ago who had been injured and seems to have tailed off a little bit. Like, you know, another year of strength and conditioning you know, experience on the play, that'll experience on the field, sorry, that'll make everybody a little bit stronger. But as I said, we are going to lose players over the winter. There's no doubt about that. You know, lads are going to step away either through age or else 
you know, they don't, they don't want to give the commitments anymore, you know, or they can't give the commitments, you know, so, and then our management, like we, 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 it's easy to speak about the players, the management have to answer questions as well. I'm sure they'll go away and think about some of the decisions that they made this year, some of the tactics that were, that were, that were employed, you know, a few things spring to my mind, as I said, this one or two of the selections for Saturday evening, which we flagged beforehand that we thought were a little bit strange. Go back to the Cork game, Sean, Stephen, where, you know, Connor Bow was brought on and taken off again. I thought that was a kind of a strange, strange move by, 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 by the management. And maybe, you know, maybe it's a bit simplistic, but maybe we need to bring somebody in to have a look at the mental side of things. I know when that Caroline Forrard was in before, you know, she seemed to have a big effect on the players and everybody seemed to, you know, seem to sing our praises afterwards. So maybe the mental side of the game needs to be looked at as well. But look, I, I'll make no apologies for, you know, as supporters for tipping us to win last Saturday night. I'd stand by that. And if we were to play them again next Saturday night, I'd, tip, I'd still tip tip to, to win again. Why wouldn't we? Like, you know, as supporters, we have to have faith in our team and support our teams. And we shouldn't have to apologise for that to anybody. And actually, one of the most pathetic things in the aftermath of the game is the glee that other counties seem to take when we're beaten. Like, it's, it's absolutely bloody pathetic. Like, I mean, you're getting talking down to... Ca- getting talking down to from counties who haven't even reached double figures in all Ireland yet. They won one every <laughs> 50 years and they're, t- they're, t- they're telling us about hurling. I mean, I, in fact, I, I'll say this right now. I'm not engaging with anybody from any county who hasn't got into double figures in all, in all Ireland going forward because your opinion doesn't matter to me. And for like somebody, you know, a friend of the pod, James Scahill, to say last week that hurling doesn't matter. Any hurling played more than 30 years ago doesn't matter. Just so is what an ignoramus you know, the, the guy is like, you know, I don't know if he, like, I, I, I've, I've so little respect for that sort of shit talk. That I don't know whether he's been serious or not, but I suspect he probably is serious from some of the other stuff I've heard coming out of them. And I'll tell, I'll, I'll finish on this. Tip will be back. Don't you worry, we'll be back. Well said, Colin. Fair play. I think that's a cancel. You're not getting your old OTV uh, shirt, shirt in the post, I'd say, <laughs> now your T-shirt. But, uh... <laughs> No, it is. Look, I mean, look, that's why you, you enjoy going to Crow Park. You enjoy getting to Crow Park because I suppose we were spoiled maybe just pre-COVID, obviously, culminating 29 win. But, like, we were there nearly every year for a decade. Like, And you know it all when other counties, I won't mention the name, but a prominent Clare Hurler, who's probably the best Clare Hurler, one of his family members was sitting over to the left of us, and what he did in Roar about Tip, the abuse he gave was scandalous. So, like... That's a clear man towards tip lads, one girl. So like, yeah, yeah. I just what, on the tip lads sitting me go, is that who that is? And then when someone said, oh, that's so and so fat, we're like, oh my god, like, you know, like the behaviour, like it was her anti anti tip to a core, like didn't bother us, but like Jesus Christ, cop on the career. But but I think that's where we are as tip though. Like every every uh, can you clear a Harlan County? Yeah. Every 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 Harlan County, every county that consider themselves a Harlan County, they, let's let's they, they hate Tipperary. Like we're surrounded by them all. If Kilkenny hate Tipperary, they showed what they thought of Tipperary when Eric Harbour went off injured in Nolan Park. You know, awfully they're basically Kilkenny. You know, anytime there's a Kilkenny match, they awfully have are, are supporting them. You know, you don't think awfully can be counted as a Harlan County now, but anyway, maybe 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 so. <laughs> but like you know, the the. The, the Limerick crowd are the same, you know. They'd nearly rather a tip loss than a Limerick win. Same with Clare, Galway. I said, like, probably I'd go as far as to say 
the, the biggest GA county of the lot of them, Cork, who we'd have the biggest rivalry, it's a respectful rivalry. Yeah. It's, you know, like I, I remember last year coming out of Semper Stadium against um against Clare and the abuse we got coming out of the stadium was unbelievable. But with when it was Cork, even though what happened today against Cork was far worse, the, the respect from the Cork supporters was was far different. It's like, we know that's not temporary and you'd be back kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like we've, we, we've had the biggest history with, with Cork because Cork are a GA county with hundred years when all these other counties they're only relevant really now that social media is around and Cork is Cork probably the most respectful out of all our rivals it's proper you know a proper healthy rivalry whereas with the other ones it's tip lose first our own counties win second you know and and I, I it's it's a very it's a soccer style tribalism and um you, you know give me give me I, I I can't remember who said it. Could have been Colin that said it. If we never if we never um if we never won a hurling match again, I'd still rather be a tipman than any of the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> that was like him, alright. But look, lads, you know, I suppose that that's a wrap. I suppose on inter county season for a tip perspective. But looking at the four in it left there, I think the clear game we all flagged up was probably going to be a non-event. It was Dublin being Dublin. Um, you know, happy with or whatever it was a 13 14 point loss or or that, like, and happy almost happy to have the year over. Claire Kilkenny in one semi final, Limerick versus Galway. I said it earlier in the pod, I just can't see that Galway team getting next or near Limerick. Um, you know, who've had a few weeks to kind of recuperate a nice mid season break there. The benefits of going through the front door in Munster, like, you get the long break. Um, and also, you watch what. Like they can watch it against tip, like you know, their tactics is dropping the sleeper back where they're playing the ball. Like they're going to do the same thing, like you know, yeah, like they showed their hand there. Like that was it. I think the win will probably bring Galway on, though, Sean, in one sense. I mean, if yeah. you go back to 2010, you know, tip struggled over Galway in a quarter final, and it, you know, I mean, you know, we all think back to Lark Corbett's win and score and the euphoria of that, but actually, if you think back on that game, I, I watched it recently, we, we, we struggled for long yeah, periods of that game well. as well. You know, Parbar come on and save the day, boy. Parbar come on. Got your oven gloves, boy. But but you know, I think I think Galway can. You know, Galway can look at this yeah. and say, well, we we played bad and we still won, like you know, and and they 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 grounded out and they held on. So I like you know, I think they'll give Limerick enough of it to be honest with you. And you know, I I, I the, the older I get, the more, the more when I look at games, each game seems to take on a, a kind of a life of its own. Do you find that you know it's. You know, you can go with form up to a point, but but on, on any given Sunday, kind of anything can happen. There's not a whole lot between a lot of the teams, yeah. really. You know, so I I would give, I'd give Galway, I'd give Galway a chance against Limerick. I by the way, I won't be supporting any of the two of them. I'll I'll watch it for the interest of Hurling, but I won't be. I certainly won't be supporting any of the two of them. And the same, Claire Kilkenny. You know, I I've had a feeling all year that Claire are going to get to the All Ireland final. I've had some strange feeling about that, so I I still will will go with that. I was quite impressed with them on on Saturday evening in the second half, particularly. Now I know Dublin were very poor, and it, you know it's disappointing to see Dublin so poor as well. Like it it, it didn't do it didn't do it didn't it doesn't do, do the season any good either. And actually, the the atmosphere was very flat down there during that game, and it almost transferred itself then onto our game. It just started very flat, and I think. I actually think double headers. I know mm. some lads love them, and and you know it's kind yeah. of this feast of hurling. For me, they don't work. I don't. I, I don't like them. I, particularly at that stage of the championship, I don't like them. I, I didn't feel that engaged with the second half of the Dublin Clare game. There was a long wait then to our game as well. 
you know, and then as you said, Sean, you have these, you know, yahoos shouting and roaring for Galway, you know, from Clare, like absolutely embarrassing themselves. That 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 sort of stuff is embarrassing. That's all, you know. Um, so yeah, sorry for going off off topic again with that, but I I, I just I don't like that that double header thing. So for me, it's going to be a Clare Limerick All Ireland final. And to be fair about it, that would be a very you know, it would be a great pairing in the sense that they've they've been the teams that have given us a couple of cracking matches between last year and this year. I wouldn't have an issue with seeing any of the two of them in in the final and hopefully and, the game gets abandoned after twenty minutes and I know I said like on the pod, I re I really like this Clare team or I think I really have a great chance, but like they're picking up a lot of injuries now. So I'd I'd actually give Kilkenny a right chance in that, even though I don't think Kilkenny are great, but you know that they'll turn up. Fourth, whereas I think yeah, Claire, I don't think Kenny have added. I think Kenny's injured lads from the Lynch final are still out. I don't think they're going to add many of them. So, but like as Cotton said, their games take life around this year. Like we've tried predicting games this year and we've got it wrong nearly probably every single game. Like because games just go a certain way and that's it. Like you know, we couldn't have scripted any of the games this year in hurl. Like you could write Netflix documentary, but it'd be some of the best ever. Like you know, from point of view how random they are. So like you would say Lim- Gallic could come out now, but if he just Limerick and Claire have that. Better edge, you know, the small bit more in them, what they're showing this year, right? Fancy Munster and Ireland there, like. Yeah, fair enough. Stephen, any thoughts on the, the semi-finals? Yeah. I, I, I give Galway a chance simply uh, because I don't think they're going to be done out done physically. They will probably prefer going in as, like like I spoke about earlier, they probably prefer going in as the underdogs. And with Limerick's few injuries, they're not... They're not as streamlined as they were the last few years, you know. They're 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 still getting the results, you know. The most champions, obviously, and the second half, the, the display against Clare was was you know brilliant. Aaron Galan, you know, he's purring really at the right time. Um, so I would give him a chance because Limerick's injuries and they haven't quite, you know, they haven't quite got to where their levels they they have been before. Um, with the with Clare and Kilkenny, it's but ultimately, I will go go with Limerick. Clare and Kilkenny, I think, is going to be a, 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 whoever wins the fight. Because Kilkenny will come ravenous. You know, we that that's that's why they're still relevant in the game today. That's why they're still in these situations. They're going to Croke Park every year. There, it just it's spread into them hunger and desire and work rate, and I think they will. They they probably on paper, Clare probably have a better team. But it's can they win that battle first? The, the, can they win the all-out war first? And that's that's where I, a game can be won and lost. You know, for all the talent in the world, if you're not prepared to go meet 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 your make meet your match meet your your matchups in the same kind of war, you know, you your skill sets won't come out. Like you know, you won't get the hurl because he's out fighting you. You know, and and I'd give, I know, um, I know. The Kilkenny lad, the Ballyhale lad, he's, uh, sorry, I can't think of his name now. He, he long term injury, he was a massive hurler for him. But, Mullen. Uh, Mullen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, I think TJ with a late start to the year, the longer Kilkenny go in, the more important he'll become to him. And I think, I think TJ could have a big day this weekend, uh, in, in the, in the semi final. And it all depends on what job they do on Tony Kelly as well. So I, I'm I'm going to side you're, you're with Kilkenny, but it sounds like there. I'm going to side with Kilkenny. Now, with that all said, because of where I'm located, I'd rather see Galway win the All Ireland out of any of the three of them. 
the, the few Norse boys won't, won't like that <laughs> if I had to pick one. <laughs> yeah, geez, I, I just couldn't see Galway win. I can't see Galway beat Limerick. I think they might match them in a shite game for 15 minutes or so. But the, the minute they have to show a bit of balls, they'll they'll come up short um, against a team that actually is, has turned up to play them. Clear, like as I said, that's the definition of a 50 50 game. I'll sit in the fence for that one now. <laughs> anyway, that's that's the end of the inter county stuff. The the south are out of the blocks with the with their half their club championships played already. <laughs> but I think that's for another day. We'll have an old club preview. Good to see the west and the north and the mid have structured fixture plans out. Plenty of games on now with the divisions all lined up over the next few weeks. Like, so plenty of action there. I suppose, Kevin, I suppose, Kevin, it'll be interesting to see if Cal will unearth any players now from the club championship. You know, I think, like, there seems to be a, a sort of a school of thought now that if you're not in the development squads and you haven't played 17s or 20s, that it's it's kind of hard to break in. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see, listen to you lads, like, particularly you who are at a lot of more club games than I'd be at now, talking about guys that might force their way. And I think Cal has been quite public about saying that he's going to, you know, have a good look up and down the county for new players. So, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing about some new guys coming along. Like our under 20s were disappointing this year. I think it's fair to say. I'm, I'm not sure if there's too many that are going to come off of that. And, you know, I've made sort of impassioned pleas on here before about, you know, the state of our 20s and 17s this year, particularly that I was just disappointed with them. I think, you know, we, we the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over again. So we need some new players next year and hopefully the club championship will will unearth a few. But I'd be interested in your thoughts going, you know, for the rest of the year now on whether you see any whether you've seen any lads when you're at games or, you know, I get the feeling at the moment that almost the best thirty lads, with the exception of one or two who've been spoken about ad nauseum, you know, the the Jerome Cals of this world, I've a feeling the best thirty are probably in with with with, with Cal at the moment. So it will be interesting to see if if anyone else is unearthed now. I think it'll be interesting the, how the 20s go at club. Like, you know, there's some lads that are lame in life, but like a few of them that just didn't perform at 20 that we're expecting would, will they go out in the club now and be a kind of a dominant, you know, a dominant maybe centre forward or wing forward and put their hand up. Like, that's what I want to see as well. Like, but you need to be dominant, I think, at the club, yeah, don't you? That's you have to be. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. yeah, you do. So, yeah, look, it's, 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 it's a sad way to end it. We were hoping we'd have a you know, a, a live pod, I think, from, from the Burlington uh, Hotel. Thanks, uh, I better cancel cool. that room, Jesus. You better cancel <laughs> that room, Sean. Yeah, you better cancel that room. Um, so, look, you know, I think it's important, lads, you know, whether anyone is listening to us, loads are listening to us, or no one is listening to us, just to acknowledge the effort that the players have put in and the management. You know, it's been it's been a roller coaster year following them, but it's it's a great year. And it was me, Stephen, that said that I'll always be a mm-hmm. proud Tipperary man. I'll support yeah. Tipperary from the day I die. And we'll be back. You can fucking quote me on that. Absolutely, yeah. Big thank you to all for all the memories, all the good memories, all the tight games and stuff that the players and management give us. And hopefully, look, many more to come. We're in year one, or we've just had year one of, um, was well, hopefully be at least a three-year kind of setup. So, no, fair play to all the lads involved. Right, lads, and thank you for all your input. Thanks, lads. Thanks. Thanks.